It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, It's What We Do. And our scripture reference today is taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Worship is our first response to God's glory. I believe we're designed to worship and then called to mission. Both worship and mission are tied together. John Piper once said, missions exist because worship doesn't. Somehow, I both agree and disagree with that. He also said, worship is the goal and the fuel of missions. I understand and appreciate that point. What I am sure of is that mission matters. Unfortunately, it's a word whose benefits get exhausted by its use. How does that happen? By focusing on creating mission statements without actually aligning our work with God's mission. When we talk mission, but don't seek vision to make it happen. When we cap our mission at what we're comfortable with or how comfortable we want to be. All of that makes mission just something else to talk about. Another announcement no one will listen to in worship. Another point on another pointless report. It's another book someone writes most people won't read. It's another sermon that goes unheard. The church, however, can do better. We're called to do better. So how do we make our mission matter in our churches, in our lives? Less talk. That doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about your mission. I'm talking about it right now. But let's keep our talk tied to what we're asking God to do. In other words, don't just sing, here I am, Lord. Make sure you're also able to say, here I go, Lord. Let's put our lives where our faith is. Instead of looking at or talking about new missions, consider what God has already told you. I've read hundreds of church mission statements over the years. They're all closely related. And that's mainly because, thankfully, most churches are getting their mission ideas from Scripture. We're not reinventing the mission. Maybe we need to pray for God to renew our sense of mission. Too many times our lament is that things are not the way they used to be. That is, there was a time when our faith enjoyed a level of societal privilege, and that's not the case anymore. And for most of the history of the church, that hasn't been the case. The Christian heart has long seen itself as an exile, a foreigner. First Peter uses those exact words. Before Moses became the great liberator, he named his first child Gershom, which loosely translates, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. What if we seek to reclaim not our privilege, but our purpose? Our purpose is, after all, our mission, God's mission. And while there is much to proclaim with our words, there is much more we can say about the love of God through our lives. Peter writes, Live such good lives among the pagans that, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. 
How we live is a part of how we fulfill our mission. Now, strangers often get falsely accused or blamed. It happens all the time. It will happen to the body of Christ in some way. Our motives may be questioned. We may be accused of being too compassionate. Instead of getting too uptight about it, remember that our hope is in God. We are God's special possession. Stick to God's mission no matter what and keep worshiping because those are just the things God's people do. Stay blessed.